Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out a bad seat, a broken night, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad life, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion shake up should do bit. All my friends that come around, flats of flat to party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess. It's times and tattered. My brain's splattered all over Manhattan. Should do be shake out. Are you with us tonight from New York? All right, 855-212-4227 is our toll-free line. Brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. All you have to do is switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Good to have you with us. I'm Pharrell. Uh, Later, Jerry Palm of cbssports.com, college football and hoops bracketologist. Jerry will be on to talk everything with us, uh, college football and college basketball, right? Why not? Preseason rankings are out. Michigan State's number one, allegedly. So I just want you to know, I'm watching this great game. Uh, Minnesota and Brooklyn, the Nets home opener at uh, the Barclays. And this game is crazy. Overtime, and it's Minnesota 119-118 and the foul on the shot. It's just an incredible game back and forth. Kyrie Irving has 45 points in this game. Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, 36-14-3. Kyrie's got 45-7-7, seven, and seven, and they're losing by a deuce. With 3.25 left in overtime. So he's putting on a show, and he's lighting it up, and they're still losing. That's amazing, right? A guy, I mean, the game he's putting on. I mean, this guy is doing everything. And then it's just amazing to me that they can't finish off this team. And he just, he missed a layup there. Unbelievable. He has missed some big shots. He's made a ton, but he's missed so many shots. Like, I've seen him missing shots. They are bricking one after the next. They're going to lose this game. I mean, they are missing layups, jumpers, free throws. Lay- I mean, just one after the next. Between Harris, Ir- Kyrie Irving, Allen missing free throws. He had two free throws to win the game and missed them both. With, like, five seconds left, right? He bricked both of them. And then... Carroll got the rebound, the offensive board, which was illegal. He had a he fouled the crap out of this guy to get the ball. They didn't call it. He still bricked the layup. Can you believe it? Now they're down four. When you get stuff like that, you don't deserve to win. When you miss free throws with five seconds left, a chance to win. 
And now he's missing every shot he takes, Irving. He hits. He finally hits he one. Keeps th- he keeps throwing chucking. him up there, I though. Mean, he, he keeps doing Oh, it. he's chucking. It's a one-point game. It's a great game. It is absolutely insane. Also, uh, there's a bunch of them going on. The Sixers lead the Celtics 97-85 in the fourth with about three minutes left. Heat are blowing out the Grizzlies 120-97. to No Jimmy Buckets. Didn't matter. Winslow had 27. The Mavericks are beating the Wizards 69-50 in the third. Doncic has 25. The Knicks have taken the lead on the Spurs. Can you even believe it? They're winning now by five in the third. A big third quarter for the Knicks. They've outscored the Spurs 27 to 14. Halftime, Jazz lead the Thunder by three. Chris Ball has 12. Spida Mitchell, 10 on the other side for the Jazz. Hornets beat the Bulls 126-125. Cover. I picked the Hornets. They were three-point dogs. I picked them to win outright. Pistons, I gave you on the spread against the Pacers, 119-110. Cover. Andre Drummond had 32. Sabonis with his new contract had 27 and 13 boards. Magic beat the Cavs by nine. Vucevic had uh, 21 and nine, three dimes. Coming up later, Nuggets, Blazers, any minute now. And King Suns in the desert. So, great game at the Barclays right now. 123-121. T-Wolves up two. Minute 45 left. Oh, Kyrie just getting involved. They're, they're checking. He wants to check the highlight. He wants to check the, the... He thinks it got deflected out of bounds. They want to see the... Uh, they want the scoring table to check it out. Oh, he's right. He's right. Towns hit it. That'd be a shame to have a game like that and still lose, right? 48-7-7 seven and seven and you lose the game? You have to see that. That is clearly off of Towns. Did you see it? When he went up to shoot it, Towns hit it. Yeah, he swatted it away for sure. He swatted it away for sure. They have to give him the ball. That is automatic. Now, if they screw this up, then they start looking like NFL refs who look at the call, right, and they see it blatantly. Millions of people see it blatantly, and they still call it the other way. The NFL does it every week. It does not matter what you think you see. You're, you're blind because they always see what they see. They don't care what the public sees. And, and the public is right, and they still won't call it, right? I'm not even making this stuff up. I'm surprised they even called it that way on the court because obviously Kyrie's not throwing it behind his head like that. The way the ball went out of bounds, the direction that it went, it had to have been knocked out. By I can else. see how they missed it, but I, you know, I, I can't see how they could not reverse it. You have to see it and be—it's blatant. So you gotta make the call. All right, World Series right now. In the sixth, two all, one out. Nationals up, top of the sixth. It's a really good game, Carver. Hi, what do we got here? Uh, Strasburg and Verlander are still going. Yeah, they're still going. They both gave up runs in the first inning, and it's been all zero since. Bregman hit a two-run homer in the first for the Astros, and Rendon had a uh, two-run double in the first for the Nationals. So Is that how since, they did it? Zeros across the board. Down oh, Joe Harris with a bomb three to give him the lead. 
uh, off a screen too, just a, a Reddick special, just right off the screen with a pop. pop. Ball and pop from t- 30 feet out. I do like the look of the new court in Brooklyn. Uh, the, the paint, yeah, I like know, the, it. I like the way it looks. Oh, my God. What a shot by Wiggins. You got to be kidding me. Just barreled through that was a great. That was a great kiss off the glass. They're up one. A minute 10 left. Kyrie again stopped. And then they call it on Allen, the foul. Do you think he's trying to do too much? Like when you're watching him, that he's just, uh, it's, you know, he just absolutely doesn't see anybody else. And he just, it's just him and, and the, against the world that he's, you know, driving on towns and he's driving on Teague. He's got guys all in his face and he won't give it up and he's just shooting every single time. Do you think he's doing too much? He's always done that. He's always been a shoot first point guard. And that was, you know, part of the reason they clashed with him and LeBron in Cleveland at times because. He would just think that it's time for hero ball for him, even though the team wasn't running through him anymore. Wiggins just hit another floater. They're up three. Like, he literally, honestly, Kyrie's every, uh, like, I'm surprised he even gives up the ball to pass it to anyone. He literally, he does everything. And that's a foul. He's going to the line again. I mean, this is unbelievable. That was a bailout. You got bailed out on that, too, because you get a bad position. He takes on two guys, goes against the bigger guy on the baseline, and they get him with the foul. I mean, when you play like that and you play a game like that and you've got whatever, 48 points, whatever he's got, uh, and, and he's just got – and he's in overtime and everything. He's got to be gassed. How do you not, like, you know, come off of that game dehydrated and feeling like crap and, and what are they – I don't – they don't have to play tomorrow, but uh, they could play tomorrow. You know what I mean? I know they're not playing tomorrow, but they could. You could have a back-to-back. How do you play the second game of that leg when you play a game like this and you play the whole game, have 48, you're still on the floor, you're in overtime, and then, you know, they could very well lose this game. Uh, now they're within one but with 36 seconds left. Anything could happen. But don't you think it takes a lot out of him to play that many minutes and have that many shots and everything else, play overtime and everything else, and then – no matter what, when it's over, you just feel like you got run over by a truck. All right, so uh, anyway, I, I think it's a problem. Oh, God, a huge turnover by Irving. Did you see that? But they got it back. That How was, did they get the ball back that, there? That was bad. That was really bad. That was a bad turnover. All right, so they got the ball back with 14 seconds left and overtime and a timeout. So they have the last shot to try to win the game. Gee, who do you think is going to take it? I'd give it to Joe Harris. If you I, know who's getting it. I mean, you know who's getting it. They didn't sign him to not give him the rock. But he just almost threw the game away. That was a terrible uh, turnover by him. And they got lucky. It got deflected. And somehow Allen came up with it. All right. After the break, we'll talk to Andy Gresh um, from Providence and from CBS Sports Radio. Later this hour, I told you Jerry Palm will talk hoops and uh, college football with Jerry. A lot going on. 855-212-4227. It's Pharrell on the Bench on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, let's hook up with Andy Grash up at PRO in Providence. You hear him on CBS Sports Radio, and you hear him on the bench as often as possible. How you doing, Andy? I'm great, Pharrell. How are you, friend? I'm chilling. Uh, so uh, let's start with uh, they must have known about Gordon's knee when they went out and got Sanu. How do you like that deal, and how do you think he plays into their plans? Well, it's a lot different now that uh, Josh Gordon is out. There's no question. And, you know, Pharrell, we had heard, like, during the year, oh, Josh Gordon's not right. He's not right. 
And I, I think the Patriots just got to a point to where it was one week he'd look great, the next week he wouldn't. And if there's one thing about Bill Belichick, he wants to try to manage as many absolutes as he possibly can. And right now, Josh Gruden was just too much up and down in terms of how he was playing. So I think Mohamed Sanu, position versatility, he can play inside, he can play outside. I do think the first-round pick, Nikhil Harry, will be pulled off IR in a couple of weeks. And to me, that might have been a bigger factor, Pharrell, that led to this, was that they knew they were going to get something out of Nikhil Harry this year. And because of that, there's your kind of replacement for Josh Gordon in terms of position fit. And then you bring in Mohamed Sanu, who can do a lot of different things. Some people complained about the second-round pick. Bro, here's the way I look at it. Tom Brady ain't got a lot of time left, and you need weapons for him to be able to try to capitalize on what you do have with him. So they'll figure out the second-round pick down the road. I like it, but I'm disappointed in Josh Gordon because he really teased the hell out of everybody here, and he really amounted to not much. Do you think that – because he was talking today that he's going to play somewhere else is, do you th- and that he's fine and that he's going to be okay. Is any of that true? And apparently it is, Pharrell, but this is the ruthlessness of Bill Belichick on display once again. So not only does he lure Ben Watson out of retirement, he then cuts him and then ends up bringing him back because they needed him. But the thing with Josh Gordon is if they, if say next week they determine he's medically okay and they don't do an injury settlement or they do some sort of injury settlement and then they cut him, they're going to save cap space because Gordon isn't a vested veteran and they need cap space like crazy. So my thought tonight is I'm wondering if Bill Belichick has another move in mind to go get a tight end, and that's a different kind of way of freeing up some roster, you know, freeing up some money under the salary cap. Because the one thing they don't want to do is go to Brady and say, here's $40 million guaranteed for three years, and then be tied to him, and maybe one day he wakes up and has rigor mortis like Vinny Testaverde. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I think it's also a way to free up some cap space, and it's plausible deniability from the organization – because maybe they think that if they just cut this guy, his life may spiral out of control. Maybe there's some compassion here. But the way I look at it, bro, this is just a straight-up ruthless football move. And Belichick is doing what he always does to try to win. So, uh, Andy Grass with us. Uh, what's the deal with Bennett? Michael Bennett is just selfish, Pharrell. It's as simple as that. He's worried about me and not looking at the we. If this defense was playing great, and he was getting 70 snaps, he'd be happy. If they were playing like dog crap and he got 70 snaps, he'd be happy. I don't – I, you know, his brother fit in nicely here and understood, hey, Gronk's pretty good. I'll get mine when I do. But if I sort of go along with the program, I'm going to have a chance to win a championship. And maybe for Martellus it was different than Michael because Michael has a ring already. I don't know. It's weird. I would not be surprised if that guy is sent packing – However, if they keep him around, Pharrell, I think in the last six weeks of the season and into the playoffs, this guy really has something to offer this defense. So there's a part of me that hopes they can work it out because I think for a final run, this guy could be awesome for him. So, um, Andy Gress with us. You hear him on CBS Sports Radio every week. Uh, do you think 
uh, this whole story today about Brady. How how did that go over? And and that, you know, he's taking it one day at a time. He's uncertain about the the future. And then there's talk of should they move on from him? You got to be kidding me. Move on from him. Like, there's a a great idea. Let's get rid of of Tom Brady. Uh, Are you kidding me? Look, Bill Belichick was playing the odds when they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo because Brady was turning 38, I think it was, or 37. And Belichick, again, he's dealt with the Vinny Testaverdes of the world. I kind of make a joke of that, but Vinny was 44 and it looked like he couldn't move at the end of his career. So I'm sure Belichick was thinking, I need to be ready. And maybe, you know, again, 40-year-old players, there's not a lot of them. He would need to move on. Brady has clearly outlasted Belichick. And because of that, the only way they can really handle the situation without hamstringing the organization from a cap standpoint is to keep Brady year to year. And I don't think he's thrilled about that. But here's the other thing, too, Pharrell. His wife wants him to quit so bad. Imagine if that guy walked through the door like you would coming home tonight, right? right. And, and, you're, and 34C did not want you to sign a long-term contract. And you walked in the door and said, honey, I just signed for four years. She'd stab you in the neck. And that's what that guy's kind of worried about. If he goes home to Giselle and says, I signed a three-year right. deal, she literally might jam a pencil right But you don't eye. think that he's uh, – there, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with him. I don't see any signs at all of him slipping whatsoever, and anyone that does is lying. I'm with you, and look, I think he will be – I think he'll take care of the organization and do the right thing relative to Mr. Kraft because of their relationship. And look, that Netflix thing, that was just a boo-boo by Brady. He screwed it up. He shouldn't have known what he was doing in front of that green screen. He didn't own it very well, so he took a hit for that. And then he went out and played the way he did against the Jets, and a lot of people forgot about it. But Pharrell, we need to go back and remember something. Like five years ago, or maybe earlier than that, Tom Brady's dad, was on record as saying, hey, listen, this is going to end in a divorce. It's professional football. And the other thing, too, it's Bill Belichick. Let's remember, this guy walked in in, like, his first year and lopped off the head of Lawyer Malloy to send a message to the rest of the group. This guy is as ruthless as it gets. And Gronk was even on record of saying on that LeBron show, or whatever the hell it's called, that Belichick treats everybody the same. This is proof positive of it. And I know it doesn't make Brady happy, but it's best for everyone involved to go year to year. So if Belichick tells him to pound Sander if he gets sick of Belichick, then Brady can pick his spot and pull a Favre at the end of his career. What did you think of uh, – so they have 18 interception and they've allowed one touchdown pass, and then the people have the gall, whether it's media, national, radio, local, TV, that they have the gall. I've heard people say – Oh, they're not that good. They uh, they haven't played anybody. The the Patriots aren't that good. They're seven and zero, and they kick everyone's ass. And their defense allows nothing. Where is this coming from that they're not uh, good? I mean, because you must be tripping if you don't think that's the best team in the NFL, hands down. Well, I've heard you talk about the Patriots a lot. My wife listens to your show every night. She goes to bed. She puts on CBS Sports Radio. I hear a lot of what you say about the Patriots and what you just said is exactly right. Now, people around here need to nitpick because, well, it's 7-0, and but it's not a good 7-0. and Whatever. Or, you know, Whatever. I mean, <laughs> but that happens. And, yes, they played nobody, but you can only play who's on the schedule. And, look, they're mobile, they're agile, they're hostile, they have versatility, and 
Belichick is the one who's pulling the strings right now. That's the amazing part of all of this is that he's got like Brett Bielema, who's the D-line coach. He's got Gerard Mayo, who was doing TV last year. And then his own kid, who's the safeties coach. I don't even know who the corners coach is because I think Josh Boyer ended up leaving. Belichick is the one pulling the strings on all of this. Let's not think that this guy doesn't get his jollies off by going into the lab every week and taking all these linebackers and the boogeymen and the McCordy brothers <laughs> figuring out what they're doing. I mean, you you can't tell me that Belichick wasn't thoroughly enjoying watching Sam Darnold barf all over his shoes on Monday Night Football. So, yes, they will be tested a little more differently, and they do maybe have a little bit more to prove. But these guys, other than maybe Michael Bennett, are motivated to prove that together as a group. What do you, Lastly, what do, what do they do to the Browns this week up there? Come on, man. Here's why it's going to be a blowout, Pharrell. And I don't want to say this arrogantly, but come on, man. Freddie Kitchens? Seriously. Like, Freddie Kitchens. That guy was clueless at a press conference two weeks ago. His players get fined all the time. They're completely undisciplined. He stands on the sideline like a rube. <laughs> with his big gooder hanging out, it's like, oh, what am I going to call here? Well, whatever it is, we'll talk about the being third and 16 anyway. And then in the press conference, he's like, oh, God, God, I don't know what happened. Come on, man. Like, Belichick, old, Belichick could not game plan all week, roll out of bed, and still come up with something to beat that guy. There's such a big coaching mismatch. They're going to cover the 13 at last check. I saw it was 13. They're going to cover that number easily. In my Has opinion. it really gone from 10.5 to 13? I thought it was 13 when I looked at it earlier today, and you know we're a state of the degenerati because we can uh, actually bet on sports here. So right. at last check, I, and you know as well as I do. I have I it mean, right here. Yeah, I mean, I mean people are going to – you you. Would it think. is 13. It opened at 10.5 like 11 went to 13. Oh. Mafia, ring up that number, that number, because I, I have that number different uh, from when it opened. Grash, you're awesome, dude. Uh, you're a badass. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on. You guys are awesome. Anytime. I love Andy Grash. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. Uh, I think uh, Julius Randle's all banged up in that game. <clears throat> the Knicks were actually playing the Spurs to the limit. They were giving them fits. They were winning. They were up. They had the lead, and then it was going back and forth, and now they're getting whacked. 105-97. There's five minutes left. They were in it. They had this game. They were, like, I mean, all over this game. And then all of a sudden, it just slipped through their fingers. Next thing I know, I see Randle on the ground. Now he's over on the bench, but Barrett's played well. Knox has played really well, uh, filling it up. I mean, the Knicks look different than ever uh, watching them, if you ask me, but it looks like they'll still fall here. I could be wrong. Uh, where do you get Pharrell's picks? Pharrellonthebench.com, that's where. How about college football last week? 69%. I hit my top pick and three of my top four and seven of my top ten. And NFL for the week, 71% of my bets covered. you got to sign up for PharrellOnTheBench.com. Hide the money from your wife. Jerry Palm is with CBSSports.com. Our good friend has been on the show a million times. And uh, he's back on the bench in the biggest way possible, talking about the college football rankings that are going to be coming out, the playoff rankings, in a couple of weeks. But uh, Jerry beat everyone to the punch, as usual, with a slick move and a maneuver to get all of his uh, – you know, basically playoff rankings out two weeks earlier than uh, the real world, which I thought was impressive. How you doing, Jerry? 
I'm doing all right. I hope you didn't have the Badgers last week. Um, I did not. I took Illinois in 31. There's a drive. Is that ball gone? How about this? The Nationals take the lead on a homer off of Verlander in the seventh. Oh, man. He tagged that one. Suzuki, you got to be kidding me. Do they still make those motorcycles? <laughs> oh, there you go. What a shot to left. Anyway, uh, I took Illinois in 31. How do you like them apples? Yeah, I would have taken Illinois in 31, too. That's a really big number. That's just a huge number on the road. I don't. And plus, you know, when you play a team that bad, you fall asleep at the wheel, right? You just don't even care. You're like, this is easy today. And they, well, and they got was, burned. But- you know, I mean, it wasn't 31 points easy, but it was still easy until the fourth quarter. They gave the ball away a couple of times. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, explain this to me. Uh, I, th- I think your p- uh, picks are very interesting. Why, uh, and, and I think I, I'm following you. I just want you to explain to everyone around North America and uh, everywhere else, for that matter, on satellite, where, uh, where you uh, came up with Penn State 4 and then Clemson at 6. Strength of schedule. Now, Penn State's played some pretty good teams already. Uh, you know, Iowa, Michigan, uh, Pitt, who's actually, you know, maybe the second-best team in the ACC for what that's worth. Uh, and then you had to grind out some wins there. But they've been pretty dominant in their other games. But Penn State is a little bit hard to figure in this crowd because they're getting it done with their defense, pretty much strictly with their defense. Their offense has been okay really good against, you know, the, the teams that they should be really good against. They're just okay against the, the teams that are better defensively like Michigan and Iowa. But, you know, that that's a team – they've got their best defense at Penn State in probably close to a decade. And that's what is going to get them wherever they get this year is that defense. And that's why – I think like Penn State-Oklahoma, Penn State-Clemson, you know, that, that group of teams, Penn State's the one that's a little bit different and I think a little bit harder to sort out. So do you think uh, Penn State's got huge games, right, in Columbus? Oh, yeah. And then – Michigan State this week. Right. And that, that might be 6-3. to three. I think Michigan State sucks. Well, yeah, they do, but their defense is still pretty good. Their offense, yeah, yeah that's – Yeah, I, if Penn State can't beat them, there's, then they're not legit. I, well, I, you're pro- no, you're probably right. I mean, look, Wisconsin beat them 38 to nothing, right, and uh, – Ohio State beat them pretty good, although Michigan State will be home for Penn State. They were on the road for those other games. But still, yeah, you, you know, if you're Penn State, you have national championship aspirations, which they obviously believe they do. This is, You've got to win this game. Do you think that, that Hamler, K.J. Hamler, is the best receiver in college football? Because I'm starting to think he is. He's pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a league full of good receivers, but the the best receiver in the Big Ten might not be playing right now, but Hamler's really good. So, uh, yeah, yeah, what, do you, just, um, what do you think of Oklahoma, uh, the way Hurts is leading that team? Because they're kicking everybody's ass, too. Yeah, that, I like Oklahoma. I said before the season, I thought Hurts was going to have, you know, a Heisman caliber type of season, whether he actually won the award. You know, it would depend on the competition. But I just thought that Lincoln Riley would be able to, you know, fully utilize his skills. Uh, to help this offense go, and he's done exactly that. Hurts is having a great year. That offense is clicking like it always does. Uh, their defense is better this year, and that's the difference between this Oklahoma team and, and last year. Last year, you could not trust their defense. This year, I think you can trust their defense at least enough uh, to win maybe all of their games going into the playoffs. 
So, uh, Jerry Palm with us. Alabama now with no Tua. How do you think they're going to do, like, you know, just even this week with Arkansas? I mean, I know it's uh, allegedly no problem, but now they're going with some untested backup uh, who, you know, I'm sure was a high school stud and a a five-star stud. But at, at Alabama, I mean, no one's ever heard of him, like, for the most part. Like, I've never heard of him. Well, yeah, I mean, the backup quarterback, he's not going to play much at Alabama. Uh, they don't even, I don't even know how much mop-up time he gets uh, in some of these games. Uh, I, I think we just lost him. There you go. Boom. That did not go well. 112.99 Spurs over, uh, make it 113.99. I can't even believe what happened in this game. I mean, like three minutes ago, the Knicks were winning, and then they just got absolutely leveled. I mean, I don't know what the hell happened. It slipped through their fingers. One minute you're winning, and the next minute you're down 14. That's unbelievable. All right, uh, uh, Jerry's back. So, um, you know, do you think um, you have them at three? You still think with their injuries now that this is going to continue, that they've got no problems, they're going to coast into the Iron Bowl? Well, I think it'd be three this week. You know, I don't know about coast into the Iron Bowl, I mean, you know what high ankle sprains are like. I mean, how many athletes return from high ankle sprains quickly? I mean, it hardly Never. ever happens. I mean, the high ankle sprain, it's like a hamstring. It, it, it takes a lot longer to heal than you'd really think. So if he's going to play against LSU, which maybe he will, he's probably not going to be 100%. And we kind of saw, was it last year, SEC championship game, you know, where he was you know, playing Georgia and was, you know, not fully healthy. And was immobile pretty much, and he wasn't the same. They had to bring Hurts in off the bench. Maybe this was two years ago. Had to bring Hurts in off the bench uh, to lead them to a comeback win. Well, they don't have that this year. You know, he's, he's the guy. If he doesn't play against LSU or he can't be effective against LSU, uh, that doesn't look good for Alabama at all. Do you think? Because right now LSU is playing such fabulous football, and Burroughs has been incredible. Uh, do you think if that if Tua can't go in that game, can LSU beat them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. LSU can beat them. If Tua can go, but he's not 100%, you know, if he's not mobile, if he's just standing back there in the pocket because he can't escape, uh, I, don't, I don't think Alabama can win a game like that. They need a, a Tua that is pretty close to healthy. And pretty close to himself if they're going to beat LSU. So you have Ohio State number one, and I got to be honest with you, I really don't have a problem with that because I think uh, they have just been uh, clean. I mean, they look fantastic. It's, it's their offense has been every bit as good as LSU's. They're winning by forty some points a game. It's just, and I realize there's you know some tomato cans in there, but the Cincinnati team they beat is pretty good. You know, they beat Michigan State. You know, this is a team that, that they're just eviscerating everybody. And I really want to see what Wisconsin can do to them. You know, the Wisconsin that, you know, played the first six games, not the whatever showed up at Illinois. Um, I want to see what Wisconsin could do to them. If they can slow him, uh, that offense down at all. And if they can control the ball with, John, or, uh, with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, that's that's the, the formula for Wisconsin to win. They have to be able to run it. They have to be able to manhandle. Ohio State's defense, and I don't know if they can do it. How bad is the situation now for uh, Jim Harbaugh and Ann Arbor, and do you think they can beat Notre Dame? Well, they can. Uh, I'm not picking them. 
I don't know how you feel about it, but I saw early in the week, earlier in the week, Michigan was favored. That may have turned around now. I don't know, but you know, this is a team that's one in twelve against top ten teams, and they don't take care of the ball very well. And Notre Dame is one of the best teams in the country at taking it away. So that's not really a good formula for Michigan to win this game. But they're capable of winning it. But I don't trust their offense, and I don't trust their ability to take care of the ball, and I don't trust their ability to win big games. Wow. So uh, let me ask you this question. I got one minute, respectfully, uh, on the college basketball scene. I know you're excited like I am of college rack starting. Are you in agreement on Michigan State being the best team in the country? Yeah, but, man, you see the injury to Josh Lankford? Yeah. is back. I mean, he's, he's a key guy for them. They're going to need him. They're, I don't know if they're number one without him. Uh, and that injury, you know, he got it last year. It just lingered and lingered and lingered and never really went away. So hopefully, you know, this – it does isn't something that lingers in it. He can play and be effective this season because they're really going to need him uh, long term if they're going to be a national champion. All right, so I got 45 seconds le- less than that. Even uh, going back to football, are you surprised that Purdue pays Brahms 6.6 million? I almost fell over when I saw that. Well, they did what they had to do to keep him. I think in the long run, it's going to be worth keeping him. I don't they're playing th- the JV team right now. Man, it's, you ought to look at all the freshmen on the two deep. It's unbelievable. I, I, he's not worth $6 million. I, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, the guy, what has he done? I, how do you make $6 million when you've never done anything before? Uh, Jerry, great stuff. Uh, always a pleasure having you on the bench. Thanks for coming on. We'll be in touch. We'll get uh, you back on the bench as soon as possible with all the college football uh, playoff rankings and everything else in college rack. You'll be back on regularly soon enough. Thanks a lot, Jerry. Thanks, Scotty. All right, uh, Jerry Palm of CBSSports.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.